0: Shalom. This is Yehudi Feldman. We're now today going to do Parakhaavav of Mishlei, but we're starting with the last pasuk of Parakhaav Hay. Parakhaavav is has certain peculiarities, special things about it. One, Parakhaavav is devoted primarily to three topics, which is the kseil, the atzel, and a person who spreads bruchiyut and on Those were favorite topics in Mishle, but this whole peric is pretty much devoted to these three topics. And furthermore, it has a certain type of proverb, which is like the progressive comparison proverb. In other words, you'll say, something is like something else, but then it proceeds to open up the idea, and we're going to see this as we go along. Er and here, what this means is people who talk too much, they're like a wall, a city without a wall. Keep in mind that in ancient times, a city without a wall was considered a totally unprotected city, so that anybody could come in and anybody could go out. And the first thing you had to do to make a city secure was to build a wall. That's what the book of Nehemiah is about. Nehemiah leaves his position as the Secretary of State of the Persian Empire in order to become essentially the mayor of Jerusalem. And his first job is to see to it, Jerusalem has a wall. Without a wall, they cannot really have a community and so protection is absolutely necessary. And a person who doesn't put a wall over their mouth ends up like a such a city. We're now going to have 12 psukim in a row, all dealing with one of Sefer Mishle's favorite bugaboos, the seal, the fool. Now, snow in the summertime and rain in the summertime, both of which don't occur normally, and are unwelcome, so too giving honor to a fool is a very unwelcome thing. Community should never do that. It cheapens honor and essentially makes fools look like people you should honor. In the previous parak, we praised Tsinach Shele, but that just meant the cool breeze in the summertime. The actual snow in the summertime is very unwelcome. The idea being that just like when you release a bird, you can't be sure the bird's going to come back. So too, when you go ahead and say something bad about a person that is not really, uh, not really basically something that should be said, it could either end up bouncing on your head or it will not come about. Shot l'asus The only way you get the fool to do the right thing is to whip them. This mashal was used in the Midrash and Parshat era that why did Pharaoh need 10 Mako? Because he was a fool. Anybody with any brains would have gotten the message after the first one. Al tan ke'i Ivalto pen teshve gam ata, followed by ane kestil ival valto pen yehyechacham b'hinav. Because the real problem in the Gemara, Masakach, Shabbat, Da'af, because the Gemara can't quite understand why it is that you should have two proverbs in a row basically contradicting each other. But of course, the answer to that is that it depends on the circumstances. In English, we have that also. Uh, look before you leap, but he who hesitates is lost. There are times when you should just keep quiet when a fool starts talking, because if you respond to the fool, you're going to end up looking like a fool yourself. There are other times when a fool has to be shut up, because if somebody doesn't shut them up, the fool's gonna actually think that people accept what they're saying. A wise person knows when to speak and when not to speak. (laughs) A person who uses a fool as their messenger for any type of task is basically like a person who drinks poison or cuts off their legs at the knee. In other words, the sheker ain't no raglion and the has no raglion. If you want a message done, if you want a task done, then either delegate it to someone who's capable of doing it and wants to do it or else do it yourself. And if it isn't done properly, don't complain about the person you delegated it to that you should not have delegated it to. It is your failure in judgment, not that person's. And the next Mashal says pretty much the same. But keep in mind that even if the message is similar, the, the metaphors are different and they're just beautiful. To so go around when a seal quotes a proverb, it's like a person who can't walk a cripple, trying to walk. In other words, putting a sensible thing in the mouth of a fool makes it sound unsensible. Putting Giving a fool any kind of an honor is like uh, essentially putting a stone into a sling Margema comes from the word ragam, which is to throw stones at people. Today it means in modern Hebrew a mortar. A weapon. But the point being, if you proceed to honor fools, it's like you're giving a weapon, which is the honor, you know, people then look up to that person, in the hands of a person who can't handle it. And not only that is going to do damage with it. Chawach Allah <laughs> Biyad Shikar. An idea similar to the one in verse 7 that a a drunk person starts looking for a rose in a hedge and of course what they're going to end up with is the thorns. So too, when a ksil quotes something that sounds sensible it's going to be turned by the ksil into something unsensible and it will end up sounding like a thorn. Rav mecholel kol this is a difficult verse the word Rab does not in the Tanakh ever mean something like Rab means today you know, a Chacham, a rabbi in the Tanakh it either means a great person or it means a great deal of people but it also has a sense of a hunter and this is the way the Mepharshim understood this it's like rovet meaning a person who shoots arrows in every direction without knowing where they're shooting them is a person who hires a fool or hires just a passerby to deliver an important message. shav shoneh, the like a dog going back to consume its vomit, so too a fool proceeds to continue with their folly. The Gemara says, once you have confessed to a sin this Yom Kippur, don't confess it again the next Yom Kippur unless you did it again. Because it's like you're going back and re, re-bringing out something that should have been already put away. People tend to use things that happened that were had negative outcomes with it, thought they had negative outcomes, and they just flog themselves and others for the rest of their lives because of some event that took place who knows when. The best thing to do is to move on and not to just go back and forth over it the way a dog goes back over. It's, you know, it's, it's key. People who think that they're wise in their own eyes, better even a fool than people like that, because a fool most people recognize, and the people who try to pretend that they have wisdom but don't really have it sometimes take in others. That's a very important thing to realize. What are the credentials of the person who claims that they're an authority on a certain subject? Find out. Don't basically take read newspapers and say, oh, whatever says there it must be true. It may very well not be true. Okay? You know, people. People have, you know, these talking heads pretend to have knowledge, but, you know, a good deal of the time, what they're saying is their own point of view, and it does no way represents what really is happening. Now comes for Mishalim about the Atzel, a lazy person. Amar Atzel Shachar baderach, Ari ben harachavot. A lazy person doesn't want to go do anything because they always complain there might be a lion out there in the public square. Rechov in the Tanakh means the public square. It does not mean a street like it does in modern Hebrew. And Chazal took this to be the person who's too lazy to learn Torah. They tell him, go to a city where there's a yeshiva to learn Torah. He says, oh no, a lion's going to eat me up. And always the says, there's dangers in Mederach. So, eventually, they tell will come inside to a school locally. And the Atsil says, no, there might be a, a line there. Finally, they say, then learn in your own home. While the door swings back and forth on his hinge, the Atsil swings back and forth on his bed, rather than to get up and do any work. You know, the person is so lazy that after they put their hands in the plate, they don't even want to basically make the effort to pick up what what they put their hand in the plate to get. And of course, the person who doesn't pick, pick themselves up and doesn't want to do the work to learn wisdom, will always go around acting like they know much more than anybody else. Why do the work? I know everything already. You know, this is a very good excuse people have not to spend their time learning Torah. Is well, I don't have to learn. I already know. You know, I learned it in school, you know. Now we're going to have a whole series in Mishalim which talk about people who get involved in strife and quarrels. A person who gets involved in a quarrel that isn't their own quarrel is like you're holding the, the, the ears of a dog. And interestingly enough, Rabbah takes this to be what Yaakov Avinu does when he sends Malachim to asaph asaph is on a hunting party, but Yaakov has to go ahead and stir him up. You know, don't stir up the dog. It might bite. And on top of that, you have to understand, in you know, modern America... The pets lobby makes out that dogs are man's best friend and and, and the usual stuff, you know. And the pets are basically like you know who knows they act sometimes like they want to be treated like if they were people, okay. And the Tanakh is just the opposite. Dogs are absolutely the lowest of the low in the Tanakh. You know, with Meister Lo Yecharas Kelev, when a person wants to compare themselves to the lowest creature imaginable, the they would say, "Am I like a Kelev?" Abner there says that in chapter uh, 2 of of shmuel bet commit wah leah hayore Zikim chisim vammavet and then king ish wemar rehu va amar halot vesachek oni now at the beginning of the unit starting chapter 25 25 through 29 I stated that just like the mid-unit of Mishlei, ten to twenty-two, had 375 verses in the Gematria of Shlomo, so to this unit that talks about how Chizkio's men, you know, wrote it over, has 136 verses to the Minyan of Chizkio, but the problem is it actually has 137 verses. And I promise that I'm gonna show the place where there's really two verses, one verse has been split up into two. Now, if you notice in, in there's no This should really be read as if it's one verse. In other words, a person who throws at arrows of or a person who basically tries to fool another human being and then say, oh, I was only kidding. It's like Shaul throwing the sword at David and then saying, a chanit, and then saying, "Oh, it was an accident. Oh, I was looking somewhere else." Basically, this is not an accident, and, and the person who does that, you know, is looking for trouble and usually will find it. But the FSH, near Madon. In order for quarrels to break out, there have to be people who's, who are interested in stirring up quarrels. If those people are isolated from the rest of the community, usually there won't be any quarrels. In other words, you get the feeling sometimes that there are people who are professional, that all they think of doing is stirring up quarrels. Like those people in Portland, Oregon, who, after Trump was elected, start demonstrating in the streets, but it turns out that half of them didn't even bother to vote. The gun is the whisperer about whom we're going to say more uh, in verse 22. <speaking> in <Hebrew> Just like the fire doesn't, you know, start up without charcoal and wood, so too quarrels don't start without people who want to start them. And it, it's hard to get a fire started, but once it's started, you throw a little more on it, and it just goes up. In other words, that's another thing about quarrels. It, you know, the gun There was a very similar proverb earlier in like the point being, they're like the, the whisperers. People want to listen. Oh, what are you whispering? What are you whispering? Must be something really worth listening to. Let me hear it too. And before you know it, it's going down everybody's throat. Everybody has to hear it. The Midrash makes a myself of this in, in Shifrei, Tavarim, Uh that this was the Israelites' when they found out the report of the Meraglim. So it says, In other words, when they started whispering about what the spies had reported, the somewhat negative report, before you knew it, it, it turned out that what was being whispered is, why did Hashem take us out of Egypt because he hated us? Now, How could anyone really believe that? You know, but as a practical matter, that's what this type of whispering leads to. It goes from one to another, gets distorted. Before you know it, everybody's whispering something that never even happened in the first place. Just like you know, people cover up a fake piece of you know a diamond with with something that looks half real or a wood chest is covered up with gold without making clear what this is all about. So too are people who basically walk around with hot lips but a bad heart, and the classic example of this is Abshalom. Shalom basically was standing by the uh, gate, and people would come into the gate of justice, and he would kiss people mm-hmm. and tell them, you know, when they would come down to bow to him, he's the crown prince with chariots and who knows what, he would go ahead and kiss and all of them and say, oh, if you make me the ruler, I'm going to give everyone justice, meaning I'll make every single quarrel come out the way the person who's initiating it is. Of course, that's impossible, but people brought it to the demagogue. And the next thing we know, by Ganev Av Shalom at Lev An Shei Yisrael. And that's exactly what we're having in this series of psukim. Mm-hmm. Inacher is a nifal, which means something like a hit pa'el. In other words, lehit care is to masquerade. And so people use their lips to hide what they really think. The great French diplomat Maurice Talleyrand said that God gave people tongues so they could hide what they really think and that's of course what diplomats do but that's definitely not what normal people should be doing in other words you know say exactly what you don't mean <laughs> no matter how sweet the person who's trying to seduce you to politicians with all their promises don't believe a word of it because all they're up to is to cause toleva causing terrible things To this is what the author of the proverbs wants to happen here that the, the the hatred is covered up with deception but eventually everybody finds out like the nachash uh, you know, tried to basically end it up, but of course it was all well found out. Kore shachat bayipo b'govel, even a love A person who digs the pit might will fall into it, and a person who starts moving a heavy stone for the purpose of harming someone, like rolling it up a hill and rolling it down on someone else, may end up with the stone rolling back right on them. We're shown you daku cov. The person who says Lashon Haran does, hates the people that he's going to damage with it and is going to cause with their smooth tongue some terrible thing happening to someone else. And the point here being the Madras takes it to be Doeg Domi. Doeg Hadomi go out and sell the Shonara about David because he wanted to cause harm to David. The result of it was he didn't cause harm to David. He caused the wiping out of the entire Nob, Irak, Conan, because he didn't care about that either. He knew when he told Shaul that Achimelech had helped David that Shaul in the state of mind that he was in then could lose it and do something awful. Obviously, Doeg did not care about that, and he, because of that, he became famous as the epitome of a person who says Lashonara and Ainlo li Alam Haba. That's it for today. Shalom. Tomorrow we're gonna to start chapter twenty seven.